If your inbox is filled with emails that leave you feeling anxious, then you need to sign up for the Good Newsletter, the weekly email filled with good news. Each email is filled with the week's most hopeful headlines and reminders that there are inspiring people actively fighting to make the world a better place. Join tens of thousands of hope-filled subscribers by subscribing today at goodnewsletter.org. Hi, everyone. You might be listening to this episode on Election Day here in the U.S. If you haven't voted yet and you're voting in person, please take care and be safe at the polls. We believe that there is hope for the future of this country. If you're about to exercise your right to vote, we urge you to elect competent, empathetic, and honest leaders who can fulfill their duties and be on the front lines of change. Change that uplifts everyone and not just a chosen few. Thank you. Now on to the show. When I was an undergraduate, I would serve as a substitute teacher. I was 20 at the time. And I remember, you know, I'd asked the class the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was writing it on the chalkboard. And I remember just having this insight that none of these kids had mentors, really. And when I talked to them a bit deeper, they would tell me about their lived realities and what was going on at home. So parents going through divorce, parents who may be incarcerated, parents who may be battling some types of addictions. And I just really began to think about these students, like who was helping them to cultivate what's possible for them and what could be possible for their lives. You're listening to Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. Welcome to the show. facing steep economic and racial inequalities has emerged Children actually was laid off immediately as soon as the pandemic Americans may be more vulnerable when it comes I mean, to work I'm, you just, know, you be I just, I'm just be grateful to be working still and to be making money the coronavirus pandemic has made existing inequalities in our country even worse up to 86% of initial pandemic layoffs were of low wage workers that is jobs that pay under $40,000 per year These jobs have disproportionate concentrations of African-Americans, Hispanics, and people with a high school education or less. At the same time, the digital revolution is creating a widening skill gap. The skills needed for jobs in the past are different from those of the digital era. Many people who were unemployed during this pandemic are now seeking to acquire skills for new careers, and yet they might not have the resources to pay for training. Today we're sharing the story of Angela Jackson, a partner at New Profit. New Profit is a venture organization that backs social entrepreneurs who are advancing equity and opportunity in the U.S. Angela is passionate about supporting underprivileged communities of color, in great part because of her personal story. She grew up outside of Chicago in a small town called Beach Park, Illinois. Angela was born to a teenage mother and orphaned at four years old. 
I was raised by my grandparents. Uh, my grandfather worked at a local Chrysler plant and my grandmother worked as a nurse's aide and they raised me. Uh, they also had foster children that they raised. So I grew up in a home with lots of kids, tons of love, um, but I like to say not a ton of resources. Um, and that's really due to, you know, my grandparents, again, having being brought up in this kind of working class environment. Because of the racial segregation of the South, Angelo's grandmother didn't have the opportunity to attend college, while her grandfather didn't even attend high school. But what was amazing about the two of them, which I love to talk about, is that they always felt since they didn't have an opportunity to advance in their own educational pursuits, they thought education was like really the North Star for me. So as early as I could remember, it was, Angela, you're going to college. It wasn't, Angela, do you want to go to college? It's, Angela, you're going to college. And when I reflect back now, how amazing that is, is because they never stepped on a college campus. You know, they only had college in their mind or what they've seen on the local news. So I just greatly like appreciate the vision that they had for me and instilled in me. With this mindset, Angela took a job to pay for her journalism degree at the University of Missouri. She became a substitute teacher at public high schools. The kids were really, you know, three or four years younger than me. And this was in a campus college town. And I realized at that point in the public schools, even though they were, you know, less than a mile away from the University of Missouri, that many of the kids that I was in the school with, they hadn't been to the campus. You know, that they were not on track for colleges, um, that they were thinking about things like drug dealing. They were thinking about things about how they can get rich quick. Angela realized that her students didn't have a vision for the future. You know, they would tell me about their lived realities and what was going on at home. So parents going through divorce, you know, parents who may be incarcerated, parents who may be battling some types of addictions. And it just brought me back to, even though I didn't have resources, I had two people who were present. And I just really began to think about these students, like who was helping them to cultivate what's possible for them and what could be possible for their lives. Angela decided to become that person. After graduating from college, she taught in Chicago public schools. She wanted to show kids that there is a world of opportunities waiting for them, the same way her grandparents did. For me, I knew my grandparents gave me vision. We'd sit down and we'd watch the nightly news. And there would be, you know, a part that came on about international news. And and so it allowed me to learn about other countries, other cultures. And, you know, my grandparents would tell me about, you know, the lives of others. And I was saying, where do other people learn about this if they're not learning about this at home? So that piqued my interest. And I've followed that thread through my career. After working as a teacher for a couple of years, Angela went on to work in the private sector. So I worked for Nokia, I worked for Viacom and worked in entertainment and really got to see places and work on titles and theatrical marketing, things that I never knew existed as a child. And that I also knew that a lot of the kids that I taught in public schools, these were careers and opportunities that they probably couldn't even imagine for themselves. And so I just, for me, it was just thinking about how can I connect kids who reminded me of myself, like how I grew up with opportunities. How can I introduce them to the world of opportunities that exist out there? This was the inspiration for Angela to start the Global Language Project. It's 
It's a nonprofit organization that teaches language skills to public school students. Global Language Project was really born out of a couple of insights. When I was working for Nokia, I was working in international marketing. So doing a lot of work in Asia and also in the UK. And then Nokia itself is a Finnish company. So all of my colleagues, the majority of them spoke two plus languages. Um, and then when you get closer to them and I was invited in their home, I see that they were raising their kids to be multilingual. And I saw how that language ability actually gave them mobility in terms of their career path. They could come and do a stint in the States. Uh, my colleagues from Asia could go work in the UK because they had, you know, English language skills. Um, and my Finnish colleagues the same. And so I began thinking about this idea of language as one, as a skill, but two, as a doorway to possibilities, to careers, to different lifestyles that honestly, when you think about children and people who are living in poverty, they may not be exposed to. Angela pursued a Doctor of Education leadership program at Harvard. Her research focused on how to use capital to increase the pool of diverse social entrepreneurs. Eventually, Angela joined New Profit, a venture philanthropy organization that aims to accomplish that. In this role, Angela leads the firm's Future of Work initiative, which is also part of New Profit's Learn to Earn Fund. Learn to earn is really thinking about how can we get more Americans college and career ready. And that goes back if you, and I'm thinking about my earlier theme and kind of trajectory is like, how do you connect one, learners to their passions and to the opportunities that exist in the world. And with technology, the opportunities are so expansive, right? There are jobs being created now that didn't even exist five years ago, right? And so thinking about how we can take students and learners through K-12 and then direct them to college and then think about beyond what the realm of possibilities can look like. And I always go back to the need for guidance in those conversations and typically that may come from parents or a trusted mentor. But for those people who don't have that guidance, how are we able to enable them to get that information and how do we do that at scale? So investing in entrepreneurs and also investing in technology that helps to close the information gap. Also thinking about entrepreneurs who are using innovative ways to think about how do you upskill and connect learners to all of their career and workforce options. In her work, Angela understands how important it is to get capital into the hands of those who need it most. We know that there's a capital access gap that is real. So a lot of the people that we aim to help, a lot of the entrepreneurs who are coming from those communities, low-income communities, don't get access to capital to actually idealize and ideate on their ideas. And what we're trying to do at New Profit is close that gap. It's to say, okay, how can we take the brilliance, the invention that we find in these communities and how do we connect them to opportunities? Because we know that certain people, all they need is one opportunity and one chance. It's also about what's the moral thing to do for us to create this economy where everyone can prosper. And we know that if people are willing to give their ideas, their resources, that we can actually meet this moment that's in front of us. In June this year, Angela helped co-launch the XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling Competition. The competition is an initiative of XPRIZE, a nonprofit organization that uses global competitions to crowdsource solutions to some of the world's biggest challenges. 
What we're thinking about with this rapid reskilling X prize is how can we take a job seeker that may have been in a low wage job and how do we up tool reskill them for a middle skill or higher wage job? And how do we do that quickly? And how do we do that and make sure not only do we train them, that we actually place them in a job. So that's what our challenge is going to look like. What we're doing is that we're going to actually test those ideas with actual job seekers and the person that wins the challenge are going to be the people that actually connect the most learners with actual jobs. So this is going to have a direct impact on job seekers who are looking to connect with employment. XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling is a $5 million 30-month competition aimed at quickly reskilling under-resourced workers. Angela is doing critical work in a year devastated by the pandemic. She reminds us that during this time, it's essential to use our privilege for good. I feel like in this moment, it's important for us to be bold and to be brave, especially for us who sit in privileged positions. Like I understand in this moment that I'm able to shelter in place at home while there are people on the front line who are making sure that the grocery stores are still running, right? That people are able to still get gas. So I feel like it's imperative on us, right? Who have the space to actually, to be innovative, to think about what can we do to help our fellow Americans, our fellow neighbors, really. And I I've always felt that way. And I think that goes back to my upbringing that I shared earlier with my grandparents. I know what a privilege it is to have education, you know, to go from a grandfather that was functionally illiterate to me having a doctoral degree from Harvard. I know what that means. And for me, I've just always felt this calling to give back and to know that, you know, my story, my upbringing is not unique. You know, there's many of learners and people and brilliance in these neighborhoods that have just not had the same opportunity as I had. To learn more about Angela's work and the XPRIZE Rapid Reskilling Challenge, please visit newprofit.org and xprize.org. We'll be back next week with another story of kindness in action. Catch you all again on the next episode.